owe fire 1234. You always win if you give 51% of the value to a relationship. Always. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. If you're ready to create, grow, and monetize your podcast, text podcast course, all one word, to 33444 and ignite. What's shaking, Fire Nation? JLD here, and I'm fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary, are you prepared to ignite? Not only am I prepared to ignite, I just filmed episode 186 where you actually ask a question on the show. I answered it with real fire this time. So that should be up in a couple of uh, uh, hours, and I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure this podcast will go up a little bit later than that. So the episode's up for everybody that's listening, and uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. I kind of called you out a little bit, just a little bit. I really liked it, by the way. (laughs) I'm not joking. I make a reference to that. Oh, Fire Nation, you are going to be able to see that linked up right in the show notes page, eofire.com slash Gary V. And let me just give a little breakdown about who this man is on the line if you don't know quite who this is. It is Gary. He is first and foremost a storytelling entrepreneur, a New York Times bestselling author, and his company VaynerMedia works with Fortune 500 companies to develop digital and social media strategies and content. His latest project is the book launch of Ask Gary V which we'll be wrapping about today. And if you consider yourself an entrepreneur on fire, this is a must-read Fire Nation. Gary, what is going on in your world, brother? Break it down for us. I'm running VaynerMedia. I'm busy. We've gone from 30 to 625 employees in the last four years. Uh, I'm raising a large venture capital fund. I was an early investor in, in Tumblr and an investor in Twitter and Facebook and Uber and things of that nature. So I've had a good career in that world. And, uh, and I've been really focused definitely on my personal content the last 18 months with the Ask Gary V show. I've started a, a daily vlog called Daily V that's going extremely well. And now I have a book coming out. Um, and, uh, so obviously I'm in right hook mode trying to sell some books. Um, and, and honestly, uh, I'm, JLD, honestly, I've been really like stunned a little bit. There's some people that, you know, I'm high energy, I'm ego, I'm Fado. I've been shocked that some of the media people that get the copy, you know, usually when I send it to my homies and entrepreneurs and hustlers, they love it, right? But uh, the media that gets it from my publishers, uh, you know, the media outlets, a lot of them are snarky or cynical about me and they, um, they tend to like, you know, not give us good feedback or have been snarky or make jokes. I've had some insane feedback on this book. So I'm kind of holding my breath. I might, I think I might be up to something with this one. And uh, so I'm excited. Well, stop holding your breath, Gary, because you've struck gold, my friends. I got my advanced copy from Alex a week ago. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to like read the first couple chapters to like get going here. I ended up having Kate print out the entire PDF version because the book was in the mail. And, and I sat on my balcony, read the whole thing, Fire Nation. This is a page burner, literally. And if you're listening to this the day that this episode goes out, it's March 8th. So the book is available. Get your little booty over to Amazon. Ask Gary V or, you know, wherever Gary's going to tell us if there's some more bonuses later. But 
What I want to kind of break down real quick, Gary, is that you were on EO Fire over 800 episodes ago for episode 416, and then a really raw JLD 1,200 episodes ago at episode 67. I've been hustling since then, my man. <laughs> now, <laughs> you are always on fire when I see you, and the last time that I saw you on pers- in person was in November at Thrive, where we both got to rock the stage, but you were the keynote speaker. You walked on stage, no fancy presentation prepared, just your life experience, Gary, and you captivated the crowd for over an hour. How do you do it? I've learned to uh, only talk about the stuff that I know. John, I think one of the great ways to be successful is to stick to what you know. And and I um, I don't need slides or other things because... I'm only going to talk about what I know. I know what I know. Yes, I'm comfortable in those environments and during interviews and my brain works in a way where I can articulate and make analogies and do all these different things. But dude, you know what's crazy? I'm like, I'm very narrow, man. There's a lot of like stuff I could be talking about. There's a lot of stuff I kind of know. You know, I kind of know a lot about a lot of stuff, but I really keep my mouth shut on those subject matters because I think it's massively important to be great at what you do. And so I talk about current state of digital marketing and business and entrepreneurship. And only thing I really do, it's like if anybody was listening right now, just talk about your life, right? Like think about talking about your life. And I think what really works for me is I'm a practitioner. So like for you, right? Like it, it'd be really easy to talk about podcasting, yeah. right? Like like you've really hustled, man. You've really done it. Like, and that's... Uh, and that's what I uh, that's what I do. And so now, what's nice is I've done it at a high level, and I've had success. And so, and I've done it in a way where most of my success has come from being ahead of everybody by a little bit, which allows it to be interesting because I tend to talk about stuff that a lot of times people are still not fully aware of or figuring out. So, there's a lot of things going for me that allow me to be good at public speaking or or have had success and. And I kind of keep it narrow and deep and stay in my lane and try not to let my, you know, headlines and accolades and, and results uh, get me away from what got me there. And I, and so as much as I bring it, I'm, I'm always that poor kid from Russia, like trying to learn English somewhere deep down. And that has made me, you know, look, dude, you know, a lot of people in this game, right? Like, I don't really know. Uh, how you feel about me, but I'm using the last couple of months of like social and digital and human interactions. I just know that nobody that really knows me could ever really think I'm a bad dude. And I love that. Well, I love you, Gary. And I'm not just saying that. <laughs> I do Snapchat all the time. And one area in Snapchat that I talk about a lot now, and again, this is thanks to you, is standing upon the shoulders of giants and learning from those who have come before us. And you're somebody that I learned from back in 2009 with Crush It. You're someone that I learned from, you know, going forward when I launched my podcast, et cetera. And to kind of sum up a lot of what you were just talking about, about remaining narrow and focused and talking about what you know about, and I loved how you put this is, yo, amplify what you're good at. Like find out what you're good at and double down on that. And the things that you suck at, like just like hire somebody or forget about it for now. Put it on the back burner because nobody wants you to go from being crappy at something to okay because we don't care about people that are okay at stuff. Stay crappy at that stuff. Focus on what you're good at and become amazing at it. Become great at it. And you know that's what I've done with my seven-day-a-week podcast. That's what you've done in every industry and niche that you've done. 
But Gary, I got to ask you because, you know, you have a lot of directions you can go right now. You have so many ears, such an audience that's just like savoring and drooling for that next piece of content that you're going to put out. Why another book? Why Ask Gary V? And why now? Another book because I was contractually obligated. Okay. <laughs> so <like> straight <laughs> up. Now, I also told them after Jab, Jab, Jab that it was going to be five years. Yeah. And they were fine with that. There was no time limit. Um, you know, I'm going to give you the real answer. I, 18 months ago, after the serendipity of letting some kid named D-Rock film a one-off video for me, decided to hire him, intuitively felt it was right to like work on my brand and be out there again. Because if you really look, you know, from 2011 to 2014, there's not a lot of content around me. No. There's no flying shows. You know, I'm doing some podcasts and some random videos, and definitely there's five or seven or 12 keynotes because I was speaking, but there's not a lot, you know? Gary, you created more in the last three months than you did in those three years. That's exactly right. And so I felt like it was time to kind of um, get back out there intuitively. I didn't really think about it. But when I did come back out, I learned something in those three years, John. I learned that when I was doing Q&A, I was changing the perception of me with the audience. Meaning, I go and speak for 45 minutes and I pontificate and I'm entertaining and um, um, I've got a shtick and 80% of the crowd loves it, right? And it's really cool and it's funny and it's smart. But 20% of the crowd is like, is this guy for real? And then the last 15 minutes go into Q&A and people can ask anything and I rip faces off <laughs> because what those 20% realize is like, holy, shit, this guy actually really knows because maybe he memorized that talk, but he definitely didn't know. Or my friend just asked him this question and he just really answered it well and with knowledge and with context and with a bunch of other things. And so what I realized is Q and a is where I was at my best because it showed how deep I really was in business and marketing and so when I decided to come back out, I said, you know what? I'm going to put myself in a position to succeed. My audience is going to help me talk about things I've never talked about before. I'm good at Q&A. And I really would like to establish my brand in Q&A so I could just start doing Gary Vaynerchuk town halls where people just show up and we go right into Q&A, right? And so I aspired that my public speaking career, which I love, I love the stage, gets into that. And I thought that building a show around it and then following it up with a book about it. And so that was the strategy from the get. What I didn't anticipate was it would force me to be so much more 360 of being a leader, a father, uh, an HR executive, not just a, a entrepreneur, a, a marketer. Like, you know, I, uh, I'm very proud that people like yourself who really know my shtick, who followed me, you just mentioned 09, this, that, the other thing, crush it. They really like this book because what I also did was I kind you know what, John? I kind of wrote this book for you. I don't know if you know this, but most of the questions, there's a hundred questions that are not on the show. There's all the questions that are on the show. I went deeper on in the book than I did on the show and updated it with context that's relevant right now. So I, I, um, I, I had the strategy in the summer of 14 for this book, I wrote it 
last year, 15, right? Finished it late in the summer, fall. And I produced a better product than I anticipated, straight up. That's the truth. I look at this and I say, you know, Gary chose an incredible time to kind of reemerge from your three years of kind of, you know, self-chose hibernation in a way. I mean, you came out when Meerkat, when Periscope, when Snapchat, when Blab, when Anchor.fm, when these things were just really emerging. And now you're using all these different medias and you're just kind of having it equal this perfect storm. And now everywhere I turn, it's like, there's Gary, which I love because I can't get enough. But these things didn't exist back in 2012 when I launched my podcast. I mean, there was a couple channels. Now there's a lot. And I think that kind of even goes into more of what you were talking about of, you know, find what works for you. Find that channel and then just double down on that till you make a name for yourself, till you get that, that kind of momentum and that motivation. And then you can start to branch out into these other areas. We don't all have to be, you know, on everything, even though we see some people like yourself and others crushing a lot of different mediums. We don't all have to do that, Fire Nation. And I do want to talk a little bit about which I know is one of your greatest loves that you actually are the reason why I fell in love with as well, Snapchat, and a little bit, Gary. So a little teaser for you, Fire Nation. But before that, the chapter that I inhaled, Gary, and this shows you that I really did just go through this whole book because this was chapter 17 that just popped out and crushed it for me. And to give you a little pretext and Fire Nation as well, it's a chapter about self-awareness. And how you title this chapter is, in this chapter, I talk about reaching high without delusion, the biggest decision that I've ever made, and whether IQ or EQ is more important for success and in business. Now, I looked at this chapter and I read through, I was like, this is like the Bible for entrepreneurs that are getting going. And if they can just read this chapter like over and over again, every night before they launch or while they're launching, it's going to help so much. So can you talk first and foremost, Gary, about reaching high without getting diluted? Man, this is so freaking fun. You know, I, I really hope that I didn't write this too soon. You know, like I put a lot in this one. Look, I, uh, I think that I'm dumb. And I mean this in the way that the world existed for a long time. I don't know a lot of stuff, John. I don't know a lot of stuff. I'm not well educated. I'm extremely, extremely uh, poor at being well read, right? Like even my grammar sucks. I just, that sentence was a disaster. Like I'm not... <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> that was funny. That was very meta. I'm not smart when it comes to the way that everybody normally thought about it. But I truly believe, John, that I am all time great at emotional intelligence, right? That my empathy and my gratitude and my intuition and all these other things are so all time that I've actually put in my will that if humans ever discover a way to measure EQ, emotional intelligence, I want to be dug up and tested because I think that I could become the North Star, right? Now, that's an outlandish statement. And the people that don't know me, <laughs> I understand why that might have been the sentence that turned you off for me. Forever. Fire Nation knows you, Gary. Let's just be honest. I know. But listen, you're blow listen, man, you're growing every day. Yeah. You know, somebody's listening for the first time right now. That's so, true. you know, I think that, um, I think that this chapter matters a lot because when you aim high, meaning, you know, I continue to aspire and believe that I can be better and better and better. And I don't, and you know this, my tune hasn't changed no. that much. I believe in what I believe. I just don't think people realize that it's a grind and it's a day in and day out every day, putting out the content right now, 47, 470, 4,700 people are discovering me for the first time. I've been working my face off for 20 years. Yeah. I've, been, 
I've promoted myself for the last three, for the, you know, for maybe not that three year window when I built VaynerMedia, but uh, you know, the five prior to that, like I've been really out there. And so it's a constant grind. It's about work ethic. It's about really, really, really pushing it. But it's also understanding that you can never waver from what you believe in. Too many people, John, start talking about other subject matters because they believe their audience is done hearing what they have to say. I just will never do that because I don't believe in anything else. This is what I believe in. And I'm just going to keep saying it until two things happen. A load more people hear it for the first time or somebody gets it after hearing it for the 17th time. I'm convinced knowing that you've been following me that the reason you like chapter 17 so much is because maybe one sentence in there was a reaffirmation of something you've heard from me 19 times. But this time in that content form, it worked or next week in a rant on Anchor, because it's audio, you heard it. Or an animated GIF, right, on Facebook with a quote over it. It's this time you hearing the same thing, but the context where you are in your life, maybe you're, you know, you hear people say those things like, you hear what you're ready to hear, or you see what you're ready to see. I just can't change my tune, which is staying deep, but I aspire and pound and never waver from the message because it's right. Gary, what I want to focus in on what you just said that speaks so highly to me is people are terrified of saying, well, I said that like last month. I can't like repeat myself. I don't want to say the same thing because my audience is going to pounce on me and they're going to call me out X, Y, Z. The reality is your audience is always evolving. Your audience is always changing, shifting, being added to. You're losing people left and right your message will hit people at different times in their life. When I read Crush It back in 2009, Gary, it hit me in a certain way that if I read it now in 2016, it's going to hit me in a different way. When I hear you say the same thing for the 14th time to my ears, I'm at a different place in my life where it actually makes sense. And I say, you know what? I have some content that I can share daily on Snapchat. You said that two years ago about Snapchat, if it was around, I wasn't getting on there because I didn't feel like I had things to say every single day. Now I do. Now I'm crushing it because of that. So fire this is the words coming from Gary and they are the truth. Now let's dial in a little bit on the IQ and EQ because you brushed over it a little bit, but I really want Financial to understand what you mean by EQ. Emotional intangibles, right? Like the intuition to know that people are going to spend all their time on a phone four years ago and never wavering on that thesis, even though some people didn't believe it was true yet. Uh, knowing that if you spend a lot of hours with this one employee, she'll break through from her bad parenting and her lack of self-esteem and that you could become the North Star for her and she becomes a good executive instead of somebody that thought, you know, you need to fire. Understanding that people are trying to manipulate you for their best vested interest, but you're almost playing cat and mouse with them. You know exactly what they're doing and you let them get away with it. They think they're tricking you, but you're using it for what you need at that moment. Got it? Got it. Playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. I know what people say about me. I know what people think about me. And whether that's good or bad, I know how to quantify that. I know that I use my own personality as a North Star to vet other people. Are they so simple-minded that they're willing to take one quote or one person's point of view as what they think of me? Or are they able to do a little bit more homework? Or do they love me too much at first? Or da 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 It's 
all the other things in life. It's meeting my wife and knowing I need to marry her immediately, yeah. getting married within a year. It's, it's, it's meeting Jerome Jarre and knowing he was going to be famous on Vine. It was meeting Mark Zuckerberg and knowing he was going to be one of the great CEOs in four seconds, right? It was, you know, it was understanding as a kid that the internet was going to be a big thing, even though I spent 11 minutes on a computer in my life. It was knowing that email marketing in 1997 was a good idea. It was starting a YouTube show less than a year after YouTube came out. It was trying to become one of the biggest personalities on Twitter because I believed. It was investing and believing in Snapchat a long time ago, but now only now yelling at everybody to do it because it's finally hit scale where it's valuable to everybody. It's the narrative of my life. It's the emotional intelligence, not the data or the information telling me what to do. Gary, there's a book I'm reading right now that was just recommended by Seth Godin on Tim Ferriss's podcast. The book is called Replay by Ken Grimwood. And basically, this guy dies at 43 years old. He goes back in time. He gets to relive his life from 23 going forward. And it's a crazy book because it's like a fantasy that a lot of us have. But what really jumps out that Ken does an amazing job at is he shows how people are convinced that they know what the future is, even though they're dead wrong. This guy's like, hey, this is going to happen. I've lived in the future. I know this is going to happen, like color TV, like X. And they're like, no, it's not. That is such a stupid idea. You know, even to a lesser degree, what I did with EO Fire, you know, a seven day of podcast is a, is a stupid idea. And like so many things that you've done, like launching this big company, people said, a guy that's famous on Twitter, like he's not going to be able to launch a successful company where, you know, he does Fortune 500 sit downs, et cetera, et cetera. What do you say? to the entrepreneurs like myself, like you, that are just young, that are hustling, that are looking to get out there, and they're just getting all this pushback, and they're getting punched in the face by these people that are saying, that's never going to work. I think it comes down to people understanding that um, I believe if you're a purebred entrepreneur and a winner, that you're probably built like me, which means that you equally give a crap and equally don't give a crap about what anybody says. So... I have empathy and understand why people say it, but not even my parents were able to ever dictate my own belief in myself and what I saw coming. And so when people said Twitter boy is going to try to start a real Madison Avenue agency, I knew I'd be sitting here five years later <laughs> sticking it to them, right? When, when I started an e-commerce site in 1996 and everybody told my dad that he lost his mind to let us... 20 year old kid make these decisions, I knew that I was going to become the best and greatest wine retailer of the modern age, right? Like, I know I sit here today and I'm going to be considered one of the best businessmen uh, of this generation. Absolutely. Even though I still have a long way to go to make that as obvious to the world, right? And so, you know, I don't know. I mean, I tell everybody who's listening, like, you should respect and understand why people say the things they say, but you should always, always, always believe in yourself the most. And if you don't, and then I mean this, and this is where it gets a little weird because what I just said five seconds ago is super cliche. Don't worry what anybody says. Believe in yourself. Here's the key. And this one's going to hurt, nation. It's going to hurt, but it's true. If you have ever historically and definitely currently right now actually believe other people more than your own belief, you need to understand what that means. It means that you are either a B plus, B, B minus, C plus, C, C minus, D plus, D, D minus, or F entrepreneur. Because if you were A, that never happened. 
Fire Nation tuning in. Now, Gary, you can sit here and drop value bombs on us all day long. You're a busy guy. I'm a busy guy. I want to keep this clean. I want to keep this concise. You've already sat here and just shared so much with us. So let's kind of take it here as we close this out. What I personally love about Ask Gary V is it's not a book, Fire Nation, that you pick up and you read from the beginning to the end and then you put down and you maybe never read it again because you've quote unquote completed that book. What you do with this book is you pick it up, you read it from beginning to end, and then you keep it on your nightstands. And every night when you're going to bed or every couple nights, at least a few times a week, you're picking that book up and you're opening to a random place in that book where Gary's answering a random question and you read it and you let it sink in and you see just how it speaks to you and how it speaks to you differently than it did before. That's how you consume this book and that's why this book is a living, breathing creature, Gary. And that's why I just kind of am sitting here saying, wow, like you've nailed it with this one. You nailed it with the other ones, but you've nailed it with this one as an ongoing resource for today's entrepreneur. So give us the final shout out to Ask Gary V and then we'll say goodbye. The final shout out is very simple. I don't want to tell you to go to Amazon or my website or this, that, the other thing, or the barter page or any of that stuff. I want to say this. <clears throat> I really like writing books, and here's why. If I've done anything that makes it worthwhile for you to buy it for 19 bucks, <laughs> then I want you to buy it. But if this is the first time you're hearing me, whether, it was, whether I did $19 worth of value to you in this interview or if I have to continue to do that, I never, ever, ever want anything that I haven't earned and so I want to say hello to everybody I'm here seeing for the third time in this room and maybe the 20th time in life. I want to say hello to anybody that I'm meeting for the first time. And I want everybody to always think about the following. You always win if you give 51% of the value to a relationship. Always. So I implore you to provide more value to everybody, your mom, your dad, your brother, your employee, your client, than they're giving to you. Because if you do, you will have unlimited leverage, and leverage is really important. Gary Vaynerchuk, on behalf of Fire Nation, we love you. And if this has been any value to you, there's always some love you can throw back my way. This little newbie Snapchat starter that's just getting going, give a nice little at John Lee Dumas on your Snapchat. Get the Gary V love coming my way. I'm committed to this platform, my friend. I'm committed to you and Fire Nation. You know that I'm committed to you. So, Gary, thank you for again coming on and sharing your journey, your story, your message, your mission with Fire Nation. And we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. I appreciate it, brother. Oh, by the way, P.S. I'll take some Snapchat love. Gary V.E.E. I'm enjoying the shit out of it too. Yes, Gary (laughs) V.E.E. Make it happen, Fire Nation. Catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Give the gift of freedom to your friend or loved one with The Freedom Journal, and they will accomplish their number one goal in 100 days. Visit thefreedomjournal.com and ignite.